Welcome to the Future of Medicine podcast, where we believe that feeling great and living a long time is possible and that your healthcare should help you get there. I'm your host, Dr. Aaron Wenzel. My hope is simple, that this show will help you along your journey to becoming the healthiest, strongest, and most powerful version of you possible. Now, let's jump into the show. Hey, everybody. Before we jump into this week's uh, episode, I just want to give you an overview of the episode. Jen and I do a deep dive on a very simple but profound concept, and that is simply that joy is the most significant emotion you can experience as a human, and it's on the other end of the spectrum of regret, which is the worst emotion. We lay out uh, exactly why joy is so elusive uh, in the human experience and a couple things that you can do to increase the rate and significance of the joy that you experience in your life. I hope you enjoy. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Future of Medicine podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Wenzel, and I am, as always, joined by Jennifer Justice. Hello. How are you? (laughs) Wonderful, Jen. Uh, Today's topic is about something that we talk in the office all the time about. It's about what I see as the most underrated emotion in the human experience, Mm -hmm. and that is joy. What do you think about when I say the word joy? Oh, gosh. Um, it's hard because it's it's not the same as a lot of emotions that we connect it to. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, for me, um, sometimes I think of happiness as joy, but it's not the same thing not, as that. I don't think so. No. I think happiness, you know, especially in our current state of our culture, in a lot of ways has become a catch-all for it's okay. Yeah. You know, like, no, I'm happy. Mm-hmm. You know, how's the marriage? Well, no, I'm happy. Mm-hmm. How's the job? I'm happy. It's yeah. happiness, whether right or wrong, to me, has become something different than joy. Yeah. Um, another word that we like to talk about is passion. Because mm-hmm. sometimes passion, and it's a very intoxicating emotion. Uh, it's hard to come by. Mm-hmm. But when we feel it, it... Uh, it, it's undeniable, but that in and of itself, I think, creates the problem that passion isn't really what we're talking about with joy because passion kind of burns hot and then kind of fades. Right. It doesn't feel sustainable. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, love, right? Love, yeah. probably the most abused, diluted <laughs> word in the English language. I love brownies. <laughs> I love tacos. I love tequila. And you love your dog and you yeah. love your spouse and you love – like. That's a really hard one because, again, it doesn't encompass the emotion that I'm trying to identify, which is joy. I think joy comes the closest to encompassing and eliciting um, a certain feeling. Yes. Um, And uh, it, it, it is an interesting word because I find that many people, when I ask them that question about joy... They have to think, mm-hmm. like, gosh, you know, do I have things in my life that bring me joy? Mm-hmm. Literally, things- before I walked in here, I was talking to a patient as she was getting her blood drawn. And I said, you need to find more joy in your life. And she looked at me and she said, you're right. Like, it didn't mm-hmm. even, that's not even a word that's in her vocabulary right now. Yeah, well, this is a word that in our practice over the last several months has really been gaining some momentum because people are identifying with it and it's resonating with them. 
And it dawned on me that we should probably put some thoughts together mm-hmm. on why is Joey so important? Mm-hmm. Why is it so elusive? And, mm-hmm. and how do you find it? And I hope that's what this uh, episode is going to help folks get their head around. Um, in opposite of joy, I, I believe that there is the worst human emotion that you can experience, and that is regret. Mm. And this episode is not about regret. Regret would be a future episode. Um, and I can't wait to dive into mm-hmm. that and the power and the significance of regret. That at the end of your life, like, there's nothing worse than regret. Right. But in contrast, joy is the, to me, the ultimate emotion. Yeah. And this spectrum between regret and joy is where we live emotionally. Mm-hmm. And um, one of the most significant things about joy, as I see it, is that as an ER doc uh, and as a man who has had to bury his father and his grandfather, I, in those moments, I have come to realize that in the end, people don't experience their life all over again. Mm-hmm. You know, like the movie, mm-hmm. like just replaying their life. But in fast forward, what, what they do is they think about moments in their life. Mm-hmm. And in those moments, it's going to be either rooted in regret, which is the worst, mm-hmm. or joy, which That's is very the best. interesting. Yeah. Yeah, no. And I, I don't have all the science behind all that and, the, uh, and, and why that is true. It's just my experience that mm-hmm. the best exit off this planet and this life is to be in a state of joy. Yeah. And the worst is to be in regret. Yeah. And so I've been looking for ways to find and create joy in my own life and in the lives of the people that I care for. And I've uncovered that uh, joy is an accelerator of moments. Mm-hmm. It like somehow it either creates moments of, of, Moments that are impactful, that are rememberable. Mm-hmm. Um, rememberable? Is that even a word? Memorable? Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so the more joy you can infuse into your daily life and the rhythm and the cadence of your life, the greater probability and speed with which you will certainly experience moments. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and those moments sometimes have to be created, right? They're, they're just, they, they don't just happen on their own. Like you have to be intentional about Well, you, you can wait for them. Mm-hmm. And so you really have a, a fundamental question, Yeah. right? It, it, if, if we take what I'm saying to be true, mm-hmm. uh, and this is our podcast, so it is true, um, you, you can wait for moments or you can create moments. Right. And this is a real challenge uh, that I want to give to people and I give to you and I give to myself. Am I going to sit back and wait for these moments to just be gifted to me? Mm-hmm. Or am I going to be very intentional and strategic in creating moments? And the best way I know to do that is through the infusion of things that bring you joy in your life. Right. You're going to find those moments. And if you're going to sit around and wait for those moments, you're going to have a whole lot more regret. Yeah. It's kind of like the equal and opposite, right? Right. Yeah. Because in the end, you're going to have one of those two emotions Mm -hmm. and one of them will be dominant. Yeah. 
And my prayer and hope for everyone is that they navigate their life in, in a manner that leaves them in those in that phase of life mm-hmm. just surrounded by joy. Yeah. And uh, so let's dig into why joy is so elusive, mm-hmm. you know, because when we really audit the people that we take care of, and even when we audit our own life, gosh, it's really hard. Like, well, do I, what brings me joy? Okay. My kids bring me joy. Mm-hmm. That's great. And like, but why is it generally so elusive for most people? Do you have any? I think, um, in, in my opinion that it's, <clears throat> it's elusive because we're rooted in busyness, mm. um, you know, as a culture, as a society. And, and I think that the, the pandemic recently has, um, maybe quieted that a little bit. Mm. I, I hear from our patients, mm-hmm. um, you know, uh, one recently came in and I, I'm, I just love to use the patient analogies because they tie into well, know, world. what we it's do what every we do. day. Yeah. But, um, one, uh, particular patient, um, you know, had a, a, a very high paying corporate job. She got furloughed or let go and, mm-hmm. um, decided to pursue her passion in real estate full time. And she's, you could just see the joy on her face. Like she's mm. so much more joyful. And I think, you know, um, going back to the busyness aspect is maybe she was just going through the motions of that corporate job because it paid the bills and she felt like she had to. But mm-hmm. when faced with no other alternative reality, she could truly focus on what truly lights her fire. And and sometimes the busyness in our lives just robs us from um, – you know, um, our goals, our, our, our passions and uh, what we really want to do when it comes down to it. And we don't have time on our side, right? I mean, you've said time and time again, we only get one lap around the track. Mm -hmm. Um, so really taking an audit of what's going on here. Am I really, you know, where, where can I find more joy in my life? What, first of all, I think you need to ask the question and get clarity of what brings me joy. Yes. That can be tough. Mm -hmm. That can be tough. And 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 to simplify that, I mean, I think, or not simplify, but just take it a step further. I think getting clarity on what is your goal, mm-hmm. like what is this all for? What is it all for? Like, then what? Yeah. Like, <laughs> fill in the blank. The, then what happens? Mm-hmm. And really take to heart the decisions you're making about where you're putting your time and resources and energy and effort and creativity, is it leading you towards the goal Mm -hmm. or is it taking you away from the goal or is it keeping you in the middle? Yeah. Um, And I have always said one of the worst places in life to be is comfortable. Yes. It's my feeling Mm -hmm. that, it's much better to be laser locked in on the absolute, yes, this is it. No doubt about it. I'm going to find a way or make a way. I mm-hmm. know my goal. That's somebody who's likely going to reach their goal. Mm-hmm. Or the other person, like we were just, you were explaining, she had her world pulled out from underneath her. She hit the proverbial bottom mm-hmm. and it forced her to reevaluate. Well, if I'm going to pick myself up and do anything with my life, I might as well do what I love, love <laughs> what, what I'm called to do, mm-hmm. what I feel would bring me the most joy. joy. And so 
she found joy through stripping away all other options mm-hmm. and giving her a place of desperation. Yeah. A place of desperation can be a really critical time in one's life. Well, it's uncomfortable. It's super uncomfortable. And in the moment, nobody stands in line right. for that. And was like, oh, I can't wait to be stripped of everything mm-hmm. and be desperate. However, in those moments of desperation, if you have the ability to identify something, maybe you would take a risk because like, what do I have to lose? I'm going to pursue the thing that I've always wanted to do because that actually is the thing that brings me life. It, mm-hmm. it fuels me. It makes me come alive. And then it works. You will look back at that moment of desperation and say, that was a turning point in my life. That was the moment I made a decision to pursue joy. Yeah. Well, so some people, not all, but they wait until retirement mm. to do that. And I know you have strong feelings about retirement. Um, like it's a death sentence? Yeah. Like, yeah. you know, I'm just going to work, do my time. I'm going to work real hard and I'm going to be a good person. And if I'm lucky and I wait long enough, one day, maybe I'll get to live my life. Yeah. And then you wake up that first day in your retirement with nothing to do and no other goal, and you've achieved the the goal that you thought was the goal. Mm-hmm. You realize sending your mind out to pasture and doing nothing is quite boring mm-hmm. and unfulfilling. And what happens for many is that your body follows very quickly. Yes. The mortality rates in, in retirement are staggering. Mm-hmm. And I would tell anybody listening who has any goal of living a long time and being filled with joy and happiness and living a fulfilling life, you need to, to divorce yourself of the idea of retirement. Yeah. You, you need to find things that give you joy now. Yeah. So you don't have to wait to live your life. You live your life now. This is all you, you're not promised tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Everybody exits. And for a lot of people that I know that are retired that, that don't fall into that trap, they're busier than they were when they were working because they find those things that, that bring them joy and they do them every yeah, day. Yeah, I mean, retirement can be done correctly. Yeah. But in those people, and I haven't spent a lot of time thinking about what makes a successful retirement, but if I had to guess on the fly, it would be those people used retirement not as the goal but as the stepping stone to the other they already they knew what the goal was the goal wasn't retirement retirement was the gateway into the thing that they wanted to do mm-hmm. but so many people it's like their eyes are fixed on the finish line of working mm-hmm. and then they're going to start living yeah that is a death sentence yes but if you know you're going to build a garden and you're going to do flip classic cars mm-hmm. or write books about your trips to beaches all over the world, like whatever you're thinking, like that's probably a way to do retirement pretty well. Mm-hmm. Cause you're not done. Right. You can't wait to start living. Yeah. Uh, is the point I, I think. So I, we, we were talking about busyness mm-hmm. being kind of the primary um, obstacle in folks achieving joy in their life. And I could not agree more. I think that we've alluded to, I think there's two main reasons. One, we've alluded to just a lack of clarity on purpose, calling, what is, then what? Mm-hmm. Like, what, is, what are you trying to do? You, you just don't have clarity on it. You're like doing your best you can and hopefully it'll find you. That rarely works. Yeah. It's very good at keeping you busy because mm-hmm. you're tasting so mm-hmm. many things and you, you get 
and 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 some of them are all good things. Yeah. But the problem is if your if your whole day is filled with good things and you miss the one great thing, you miss your moment. Yeah. So that's thing one. Thing one is lack of clarity on your goals, your priorities. And number two is something that you and I have really been getting into that we love. And it's this idea that growth, success, scale, advancing, whatever you want to call it as you're navigating life, but improving your life, it by definition always creates problems. Yeah. Growth creates a mess. A mess. <laughs> I love that analogy. Yeah. And, and growth doesn't create non-mess. Mm -hmm. There's always new problems. And I think, n number one, that is discouraging to people because they feel like once they reach a certain income or a particular house or a particular neighborhood or once the kids are in a particular school or once the kids are in college or once they're out of college or once they're married or once I retire, like all of these ideas, like fill in the blank. Mm hmm they get there and they achieve it. And then they realize, oh, there's a whole new stressors here. There's whole new challenges. There's whole new things. There's a mess to clean up. All of a sudden I have these new responsibilities. I'm actually busier mm -hmm. than I was before I was successful at the thing. Yeah. And, but that doesn't mean don't pursue growth and success and improving. It just means you need to understand that when you achieve it, there will be new things there's going to be a mess that you're going to have to clean up. And your next level of growth as a human, and one of the core human needs is growth. Mm -hmm. We have to feel like we're becoming better at being ourselves in order to feel fulfilled as a human. It's part yeah. of the process. Mm -hmm. And this is so critical that you manage the debt. You manage the, the mess that you create from success. Yeah. And debt, I don't mean just financially, although debt could certainly be financial, but debt is just a better today at the cost of tomorrow. Mm -hmm. And eventually we spend all of our time having better todays at our tomorrow, but tomorrow eventually comes and you have to pay that back. Otherwise you're going to find yourself running around with 27 spinning plates and each plate in and of themselves is not bad. Mm -hmm. They're just, it's busyness yeah, and it keeps you distracted and occupied and it saps creativity and it saps resourcefulness and it saps opportunities to find the thing that would really make you come alive. Yeah. And, um, so again, joy is elusive because of busyness and we, and, and we, we think that busyness is really rooted in the lack of clarity on your priorities Yes. on the thing that would make you most happy mm -hmm. and also the natural byproduct of success and growth is creating things that need to be cleaned up. And people don't do a great job of cleaning up the mess. Yeah. They just add one more spinning plate. Yeah. Now I have 29. <laughs> now I have 37. <laughs> right. And eventually things start falling. Well, we see it all the time in, really our, in our business owners when they come to us and their health is their debt, right? Like That's a perfect Their perfect health example. is their debt. Everything they touch is gold. Their yep. marriage, 37 years. Mm -hmm. Their business, we're going to do $200 million in revenue this year. Why do you still have 60 pounds of fat on your belly? Yeah. What are you doing? Why are you pre-diabetic? Why yeah. is your blood pressure out of control? Why can't you sleep at night? Because they're so... And out of their own mouth is, I don't have time. Yeah. You don't have time because you're busy. Mm -hmm. You are a victim of your own successes. Mm -hmm. 
And we haven't done a good job of cleaning up the messes with each new level of success to leave you available for new levels of growth while still maintaining a lack of overall general busyness. Yeah. There's still time for joy. Maybe you need to delegate more. Maybe you need to hire people. Yes. Um, You know, there's there's a million solutions. Maybe you need to not take on another project. Yeah. Working one thing at a time. Yeah. No, it's really great. Um, let's let's leave folks with a very simple way to think about how to increase joy in their life. I, I really like leaving these episodes with some practical application because mm-hmm. I think anybody listening to this who's still listening to it is really resonating with this. Yeah. I know you and I have just spent countless hours talking about this and mm-hmm. feeling it and enjoying the conversation and then sharing it with our patients and, and seeing the gift that it is for them. Mm-hmm. Th- this is a, this is a beautiful thing to think about and it's an even more beautiful thing to figure out. Yeah. Uh, because this singular ability to create, to infuse joy in your life, to create, to accelerate the moments mm-hmm. is likely the most important gift you could ever give yourself in the human experience. Yeah. More joy. Like you win. <laughs> it's amazing. It's not the most money wins. I, I would, I would debate that the most joy wins. Yeah. And, um, so I think number one, gain clarity. Yeah. Get crystal clear. And we've talked a lot about this with goal setting or various things, stress management, mm-hmm. a lot of stress is busyness. You have lack of clarity on the priority. What is the goal Why are you doing what you're doing? And is it taking you closer or further away from the goal? If it's taking you further away, it needs to be eliminated immediately. Yeah. Like, stop it. Mm -hmm. Uh, So think about your lack of clarity on what this is all for. And then number two, you got to get better at paying back your successful debt. Right. (laughs) I know that sounds funny, but it actually is a beautiful concept because it frees people. It gives people permission and it takes the guilt and shame out of debt caused by success. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden we're in great schools with the kids, but now there's more expectations. Yeah. Well, you got to steward that. Mm-hmm. Uh, you wanted to have a successful company that did X amount of r- revenue. Great. You did that, but now you have problems yeah. because – these successes create new challenges. They also create new opportunities. But mm-hmm. people need to get better at cleaning up the debt and the mess that's caused from their success or growth, which will continually leave margin in your life to pursue joy. Yeah. I, the, the phrase that comes to my mind is it's a great problem to have, but it's still a problem. Yeah. <laughs> debt. Yeah. No, they're high quality problems. Yeah. And and that's a way, you know, if, if you're getting better and better problems through your life, mm-hmm. that's a good sign. Yeah. You still have to solve those problems. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the better you get at solving problems at each level, the more opportunity you have for joy, which will give you more opportunity to do things that bring more success and more joy. Mm-hmm. This is a just as devastating and negatively cycling um, a mess and debt and busyness can be at robbing you from joy, getting better at clarity, laser focused and really good at solving and cleaning up messes from your success will only accelerate the amount of joy and opportunity that you have to experience more of it in the future. Yeah, that's amazing. 
It really is. And I don't think that there's, there's probably not many things that people could do in their life to have a greater impact, a return on their mm-hmm. energy and, 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 and effort than finding ways to infuse joy. Maybe it's as simple as giving yourself permission to start the garden. Yeah. Or giving yourself permission to say, this is the only temple I have and I'm no good to my clients or my spouse or my kids if I leave this planet three decades early because I'm overweight. Yeah. Maybe it's pulling the cover off of your classic car that you've been waiting for the perfect moment to work on it. Maybe you just decide now is the moment yeah. and I'm going to do it. You know, um, maybe it's joining a ladies tennis league because mm-hmm. you haven't picked up a tennis racket in 20 years, but you remember that's the last thing you remember making you feel alive was mm-hmm. to dominate on the court. Like it's, it's that simple, some quick wins, a little bit of momentum and joy is intoxicating and it will it will refine your skill set at finding more joy. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, this has been good, Jen. Um, I think this is a pretty easy concept for people to get, and I think there's a real practical approach to attacking your busyness. I think so, too. Which we see as the primary thief. Yeah. Any famous last words from Jen Justice? Um, Yeah, I've just been thinking about this a lot, and especially in my own life. Mm. It's funny you mentioned tennis because... I've been um, looking at tennis rackets. Are you serious? To, I am serious. To uh, I used like, to play it in high school, and I've just... I literally pulled that out of the sky. I know, but I've, I've not done it in years, and I was talking to my husband about getting new tennis rackets so we could take that up again, which so is really af- funny. after work today, you're going to go buy tennis rackets? Yeah, yeah. You're just so, going to make a decision? Let's just do it. <laughs> Decide. I think, you know, life, life is full of relationships, and the most important relationship is with yourself. And if you improve that, you will, you will find more mm. joy. Definitely. That's a whole nother episode or series. Yeah. Loving yourself. That's right. Well, this has been a really great episode. I hope it was valuable to the listeners. And like I say, anybody still listening clearly is this is a concept that um, is timely with all the quarantine mm-hmm. stuff going on. It is. And, very and I think it's a timeless message yeah. where it's never going to not be a good idea. Yeah to find more joy in your life. All right, guys, until we meet again, take care. I want to thank you so much for your attention. Listen, I don't take it for granted. It means the absolute world to me. You can find out more about today's episode at brentwoodmd.com forward slash podcast. There you'll find the show notes, all the related links to this episode and tons of other resources. If you haven't already subscribed, please do so. And if you've already subscribed, then it would mean so much to me if you left a review. If you think we'd be a good fit to work together, or you would just simply like to know more about the concierge services that I provide my private clients, email us at membership at brentwoodmd.com. And now for the obligatory disclaimer. This podcast is for general information only and does not constitute the practice of medicine or the giving of medical advice as no doctor-patient relationship has been formed. The content of this podcast is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Users should seek the advice of their own medical professional providers.